0: Welcome everyone to a special live edition which has been created to support London Fashion Week. For those of you who are not aware, London Fashion Week occurs twice a year, every February and every September. In response to the Covid crisis, this year's format to the year's shows and schedules are a little different. Excitingly, London will be the first fashion capital To experiment with blending physical and digital shows. And I hope this podcast will aim to support the pressures that come throughout Fashion Week. For those of you who don't know, Fashion Week can bring a host of fantastic opportunities for up-and-coming models and designers. But it does also bring a lot of sleepless nights, increased pressures to remain a certain size, a lot of rejection, and very poor nutrition and due to this mental health of young models and designers do suffer and for many of you who are listening who might not be in the fashion industry but are returning in September to your high pressured work jobs back to -to day-to-day life these pressures still coexist and many of you will be having a lot of stress again poor sleep and probably poor nutrition. So this special series around London Fashion Week aims to bring highlights from our Be Collective Summit of sharing inspiring talks from leaders and shakers in the industry, as well as renowned experts covering social comparison, meditation and movement. Live Well Be Well opens up its resources to everybody, whether you're in the fashion industry or not, in the aim to help support your physical and mental well-being. To kickstart the first episode, we have two fantastic women talking about the importance of mental health within the fashion industry. To start, we have Caroline Rush, the CEO of the British Fashion Council, and followed by Rose Percy, who is the head of production at the luxury British fashion label, Burberry. So without further ado, I'm going to invite Caroline on stage to do a quick Q&A with me. Oh, so I feel like you don't need an introduction, but I'm going to give you one anyway. So for all of you that don't know, but I'm sure you do, because this is a room full of everybody in the fashion industry. Caroline CBE is the CEO of the British Fashion Council since 2009, so 10 years. Coming up to 11. Coming up to 11. When is it 11 years?
1: Um, It's later this year.
0: And you have an instrumental role in developing London Fashion Week into a prime international event on the fashion calendar. You didn't know what it is, but you have dabbled in modeling for a very short period of time. In Tokyo when you were at college, and I just thought that was a fact that I just had to put in. Seeing as we are here representing the modelling industry, you have an inside view on what it's like to have a little bit of modelling experience. But Caroline didn't like being in front of the camera, so she quickly said, "That slight downfall. (laughs) Slight downfall." All the models in here know if you don't like being in front of the camera, you're in the wrong profession. I met Caroline in 2018 after our very first Fashion Week event where I was banging on everybody's doors to get them to come and recognise what the BY Collective is. It was great. We had a really exciting conversation. Didn't quite know what I was letting myself in for. (laughs) Um, Thought it was quite easy to do a not-for-profit. And you really recognised the support needed for mental health, which you opened it with Open Up where you gave me open arms, basically, which was amazing. And you gave us endorsement as soon as I sat down and talked to you, and that, for us, allowed us to grow what this is today. Without your support, I don't think many people are taking us seriously. So thank you for that, first of all. And so I just want to know, because you have been with the British Fashion Council for 10 years, I'd like to start asking you about your own well-being. (laughs) (laughs) Something I feel like you've never been asked in a panel or Q&A before. But have you ever experienced any mental or physical health pressures within the fashion industry?
1: Well, I think is that uh, anyone in life always um, goes through various different periods of stress and, uh, and recognizes how that impacts in terms of both your physical and mental health. Obviously, is that having been in the industry for some time, is um, as you learn how to deal with that. But it does make you really conscious of particularly the younger generations coming through and seeing them maybe tackle uh, stressful situations for the first time and be in a position where actually you can offer them support. Is that when I first started work, is that um, I worked in financial PR and we were. expected to work ridiculous hours you know filing uh, results to the stock exchange at two in the morning and then you'd have to be back at work at your desk at six in the morning there was no talk it was kind of man up get on with it and um and for the most part you did but actually there was always times when you were sort of in tears just because you're so exhausted yeah. and no one going actually why don't you just take five or go home or have you eaten properly today and you know just have a moment to to maybe just sleep at the weekend and um um, and I think it's really important that uh, particularly an in industry that seems to just get faster and faster is that we take the time to make sure that we're looking after ourselves and that we're looking after each other. So congratulations is that uh, I can't quite believe is that uh, it was two years ago when you came to see me. And it's been fantastic to see the programs that you've built over two years and of course the fundraising that you've done and the awareness. So congratulations.
0: Thank you. That's really nice. Thank you. That means a lot. And it's um, nice to actually see such a great response for everyone here so yeah that means a lot thank you so how do you deal with your well-being especially during fashion week what's your kind of protocol seeing as you've been in it for quite a long time and you've been through various fashion weeks what's kind of your go-to um
1: is that I found and I think everyone finds their own thing for me is that I started meditating probably a couple of years ago I don't do it every day But when I'm in quite stressful situations or I know I'm not getting enough sleep or I'm not going to have the opportunity to get enough sleep, I do make sure that I meditate just to try and ground and centre myself. Eating regularly, um, even if it's just grabbing Mm -hmm. something that's small on the go to keep the energy levels up. And if I can find time, is that uh, I always try and exercise at least a couple of times during fashion week. (laughs) Um, Hysterically is that I have a spin studio just near my flat. And um, is that I always try and encourage sort of a, a group, of us to do at least one morning. So there's always sort of one morning when we arrive looking slightly disheveled, uh, (laughs) having uh, spent 45 minutes at Boom Cycle or something like that. But it's really important because it's just a great way to kind of release endorphins, let the stress go and restart.
0: Amazing. Brilliant. We're going to have Adriana talking about the importance (laughs) of movement in a minute. So in our original discussions back in 2018, when I sat with you, you said, this is brilliant. And I love that there's initiative for models, but I'm really keen to widen this. And within one of your pillars, it's all about education and acknowledgement and implementing that. And I remember sitting there going, okay, I don't know how we're gonna do this. How am I gonna rally (laughs) all the fashion industry together? But today we have opened the doors to not just models, to designers and the British Fashion Council and, and everybody. But something that I found it's quite hard to engage activity in mental health within the fashion industry. And why do you think engaging the fashion community on issues around mental health and well-being are so hard to initiate.
1: I'm not sure it's a difficult conversation to have. It used to be, Mm. but I think now... There are lots of conversation around mental health and, and certainly I've met lots of individuals within the industry that are very keen to be involved in programmes talking about mental health, either because they've had troubling time themselves and didn't feel that there was the network around them and wants to make sure that there are for the next generation coming through or even just for the colleagues that they work with. Or they've seen a friend that's had been really challenged and that might have had drastic consequences that they want to make sure that uh, their friendship group and their peer group don't have to go through those challenges. So I think it's a really good time to have the conversation and start it and I think we'll be more open than maybe we have been in the past about it. Uh, One of the biggest challenges I think in terms of just engaging the fashion community is just the pace that everybody works at and finding the time and space to actually talk about things and to really think particularly as uh, sort of whether you're a founder or a leader within an organization, it's to try and create the culture that creates time for your team to engage in those conversations.
0: So how do you think we can further support each other more? As you're saying, it's hard to take time, slow down and recognize it. But there is a foundation here that wants to do that. And how do you think we can support each other more going forward in this industry? Well,
1: I think this is a great start is that having a profile, particularly in advance of London Fashion Week, where you have the opportunity to bring individuals together. And I'm sure you won't only hear from the fantastic talent list that are here, but you'll have the opportunity to talk to each other and hear about each other's stories, journeys, challenges along the way. Um, But also just of identifying things. So it's not something that just happens at Fashion Week is that Mm. mental health isn't a Fashion Week challenge. No, No. Um, It's something that is uh, an incredibly personal thing that happens to individuals. As I said, is that all stages Mm. in life, in career, um, so it's not an age thing. It's not a uh, not a career thing. Is that it's just something that you need to think about. So is it having different points throughout the year to talk about it, so that if Fashion Week isn't the moment when you feel that you're open to that conversation, you know that there's a time to come back to that. So we should talk maybe about whether there's opportunities at uh, you know. Kind of post Easter, when people kind of stop travelling mm-hmm. uh, to have a moment to just regroup, reset, and engage in a conversation that uh, might help set them up for um, for being more robust for the year
0: ahead. And it's it's really important, something that I find with the B well that works really well for us is that it's being part of a community, and in an industry that can be quite fragmented and quite in your own sectors, um, even in the modeling industry, you kind of stick to your agency and you don't really get to. See see anyone else from any other agencies. It's really nice to be able to bring everyone together to actually address mental health issues as well as physical issues such as weight, which is always in the press and the media, but I think it's really important to also not put all of the eggs into just looking at weight and the physical health, it's looking at mental health and making sure that we keep that conversation going. So I'm going to make a little quick statement here and I'd love to kind of hear what your okay. thoughts are. So. I don't know if anyone's made the model health inquiry, but it was a report done before Caroline joined in 2007. And really, it kind of kick-started a lot of the conversations about how we can address mental and mental well-being and physical well-being and how we can support each other more. 13 years later, the BY Collective is here. And trying to help implement some of these recommendations that were brought up in the inquiry, and this includes bridging the gap in a very fragmented industry. I feel at times, um, from agencies to models to creatives, everybody under one roof, and bridging that gap, I think, is a really important conversation. So many parts can feel resistant to change. And Lisa Armstrong filmed with us a few months ago, actually, in our Live Well Be Well series, and she made a really great quote, which I will always remember. And she said, "She has no power individually." At Absolutely none, absolutely zero, she said. But collectively, we do. And I think that's a really important point to raise is that all working together and recognising this together is how we really start a movement and how you implement change. So I wanted to ask, how do you feel that the British Fashion Council and other stakeholders play a role in bringing the fashion industry together?
1: So I think since the Model Health Inquiry, I was actually an external advisor to the British Fashion Council back then, is um, I do feel that the industry has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that certainly, I think it's one of, the things that attracted me into the role at the British Fashion Council, the opportunity to bring industry together, to share <laughs> collective knowledge. You know, there's incredible expertise in big business within sort of individuals within the industry that could be shared much more broadly. And uh, I do think that we've taken strides to do that. I do feel that the designer community is much closer than it used to be as an organization we're working much closer with the model agencies than we ever used to and um, we do talk about how we bring in the broader community of the creatives the photographers the casting directors the stylists but it has to be uh, in terms of a resource perspective something that is done um, that can be done authentically Mm. and um, and finding ways uh, to engage that whole industry in a conversation around things that you really care about is one way to do it Um, and health is definitely one of those subjects whether that's physical or mental and environment is another. Um, I think there are, beyond that, there are probably no bigger topics that uh, will unite an industry and people in the years to come in terms of thinking about change. And so we have an initiative which is called Positive Fashion, and it has three strands to it. One is environment, of course. The second is people. So not just thinking about the supply chain and garment workers, but thinking about the individuals within all of our businesses and making sure that we are creating an industry and environment that will breed uh, success Mm -hmm. and, um, and health and make sure that everybody's looked after. And the third is craftsmanship and community and the role that fashion can play within empowering communities. So I do feel that we've made a change to bring it together. But as I said, I think in the next few years, uniting around these topics that um, the more we think about the impact uh, that uh, our industry and uh, other industries are having on the planet is creating more stress Mm. (laughs) and therefore is thinking about physical and mental health in the context of how we collectively address these big issues is going to be incredibly important.
0: Yeah. I think sustainability has been a big topic, especially environment, especially with a lot of people now recognising the need to become much more sustainable. But I still think the health conversation with the fashion industry is still the next one to start talking, and it's it's started, but there's not been a massive movement. And how do you see the bigger brands all kind of coming together and not working individually around this one pillar that you? that you address?
1: We've been talking quite a bit with uh, the bigger brands and some of the smaller brands that have a real interest in the subject around what can be done to um, sort of champion the people pillar. Mm. And it's a very broad topic because it's everything from the modern day Slavery Act to make sure that there's really good Basic standards within the industry,
2: Um,
1: but of course, is that basic standards isn't what we should be striving for. We should be striving for gold standard. Mm. And I think the opportunity is: is how do we take those conversations that are happening um, around table to actually bring in the individuals, so there is a collective voice and an opportunity for individuals to engage in programs around health and well-being, but also to have a voice around how culturally our industry might change.
0: Amazing. But bringing those brands on board together. How really, how can we start that movement? Because I think a lot of brands address it within their own organisation. And they're quite aware that now, mental health needs to be talked about and a lot of people might not want to go and speak to somebody within that brand such as Model On Set might not want to say, if they're on a shoot with Dolce & Gabbana, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. How do you think it's about creating that where now it's, it we less of a problem for people to actually speak up and say, I am struggling with this brands where they can bring everything together such as, as the be well but it's uniting those brands with us yeah. to show that it's a safe space um how do you feel that
1: be well has definitely got a role to play uh, within that of so being a point of contact is that uh with the model agencies is that when i think back to when the model health inquiry was first done um is that we reached out to equity to look at actually representation that there was in terms of performers and um, at the time is that they were reluctant to start a model division they've now started it is that there's a dialogue with equity and um, and certainly there's independent representation Mm. there is that what we've talked about is that how do we streamline those programs so that uh, particularly for a model base is that you have uh, consistent information to go to when you're not being told lots of different things Mm. and not sure which way to go and mm. um, I think that that's something that collectively we can look at moving forward from the brand's perspective I think is that it has to be something that um, that they do for their employees and their culture. It's a difficult one for freelancers and where yeah. that sits and I think you know that's an opportunity for you as an mm. organization mm. a not-for-profit uh, to think about how potentially you can engage with a freelance community mm-hmm. but in terms of businesses you have to look at culture and it's got to be embedded mm-hmm. in what you do. And I think the opportunity for the big brands is to share the programs that they're doing with the smaller businesses mm-hmm. to really help think from startup level is that how that can be embedded in part of the culture of every business as, it's, um, as it starts to grow and develop so that you're not just thinking about bottom line and profit, but you're thinking about hopefully environmental issues. And uh, you're also thinking about uh, the role of the workers and even the workers of the other businesses that you work with.
0: Brilliant. And so lastly... Many people here will be entering London Fashion Week as a model. So from the CEO of the British Fashion Council, what would be your advice for young models um, who are sat here today entering London Fashion Week? what would
1: your advice be to them? Okay, so uh, the days are going to be long. (laughs) They are for all of us. Is that make sure that you are in contact with your agency if you need any support, is that we've certainly found from the agencies that we work with, they offer fantastic support for the models. Is that make sure that you get as much sleep as you can, is that cannot be underestimated. Um, That you are eating, that you have energy levels, that you look after yourself, but just take the time and have a look around you and look after each other is that it is a competitive industry but it is also um as I've found through my career one that is incredibly supportive mm. so if there is a challenge or you find that you're maybe it's not quite uh, living up to the expectations that you want then reach out we have a model zone during uh, London Fashion Week your agencies will know about it it's free to go to um be
0: well we'll be there
1: uh, be well will be there. There's posters <laughs> backstage um, at our venue, and um, and just pop along because uh, my team will be there. There's experts there that you can talk to. It's an opportunity just to kind of there's food and drink so that if you've not had a chance to eat, you can pick it up, you know, refuel, get ready to go. Um, but do make use of it because it's a great way for us to hear from uh, the models that are working at London Fashion Week as well, around how the season's going, the different backstage environments. And it's a, a great way for us to get first-hand feedback. So, um, but look after yourself.
0: Brilliant. Perfect. And good luck. Yeah, Perfect. good luck. Absolutely. So, you are the Director of Creative Production at Burberry. Correct. And I am absolutely beyond thrilled that (laughs) we are starting to have a conversation with Burberry around addressing mental and physical well-being within the industry and working as a model, well, one of my first ever jobs was with Burberry years ago. So I actually had a quite a funny story. When I went in to go meet Burberry, they said, oh, what's your name? And I said, Sarah Macklin. They were like, oh, you're already in your system. And I'm there with my casting book and a mugshot of me. And I was like, well, that's quite a long time ago. So it's nice to have a relationship from when I started down in the studios downstairs in Burberry and now actually having a meeting upstairs, feeling quite authoritative, but scared at the same time. So I'm going to give a quick introduction and then I'd love you to talk about your model policy and aligning with the Beware Collective. Sure. So Rose, For those of you who don't know, and maybe you might know if you are modeling for Burberry at the moment, you might see her on the ground. Um, Road leads a team of creative productions in-house at Burberry, responsible for bringing the creative vision of the brand's marketing to life. Her remit covers everything from assigning directors and photographers to working with stylists and casting models to fit different runway briefs. In addition to working on campaigns, Rose works on casting and styling the runway show. So I feel thrilled that you're actually here because it's in two weeks and I can imagine you're very stressed right now. So I'm really thrilled to allow you 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 to speak about your model
2: policy. Thank you. There's a few faces in the audience that girls and boys who've come through Burberry's doors. It's a very busy time for us, as you can imagine. But Burberry has a very strong model wellbeing policy. So we um, are taking steps to engage in the conversation of model wellbeing and to ensure that we live by the policy and encourage an environment that is open and inclusive to the models that come onto our sets. Um, and into the building. Model Wellbeing basically is a structure that we work adhere to, whether it be e-com, whether it's on runway or a campaign shoot. Um, It provides us with guidelines that we work to and we engage our freelancers. So whether it be a director, a stylist, a hair and makeup, we all make sure that we are working to the foundation that the principles outlined in that policy. And it covers everything from working hours to privacy to um, nutrition Uh, it's our duty to provide an environment and a um, stable kind of setting for them Mm -hmm. to work in as you all know it's long busy days Um, so if you come into a set it's nice that there's a structure that you feel secure in and we also work really hard that when you come to Burberry, we identify a contact for you so that you have a key person to go to if you did have any concerns or if you weren't feeling very well or generally just tired, um, you can take a break. So we work really hard to, especially through London Fashion Week, to make sure that person's identified as you come into Ray House, so that you know your point of contact throughout your time within uh, for the engagement. We try to do that as well through castings as well, not just if you're um, officially engaged as well.
0: Amazing. And you were so receptive to when we came in to speak to you and all of your team for the BWAR Collective. And, you know, it was spoken a lot about bridging a gap between what you provide in Burberry but also externally mm-hmm. and actually really how that flows into society and role models and general well-being when you're not in those four walls. And I'd love for you to just well, recap on our discussions that we had here, yeah. about the importance of that because it's great that the British Luxury Run are actually recognising
2: this movement. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think we as a business recognise that a lot of the models that come to us are away from home or working for the first time Mm. so um you know to engage in that conversation about Mm. well-being and mental health is super important we're one of the first experiences you may have in your modeling career a lot of new faces we work really hard to find the new faces yeah it's really important that we that welcome into the industry is engaging in such important topics as mental health um, and well-being as an individual Burberry is a big company we have lots of different facets that touch on modeling in terms of castings Well, as I say it's e that right way through to campaign and runway. I work with my team and the freelancers that we bring on board to make sure that everyone's briefed accordingly so that we as a business holistically are, are living by this policy. Obviously runway castings are done in-house at Horse Ferry House but our campaign shoots could be anywhere in the world and I think that's really a challenge for a lot of the young girls and boys coming through um the industry that yeah they are away from home and that can throw a huge amount of upset and turmoil individually you know just in terms of their their well-being so if we provide an environment and together with the freelancers that we bring on board all work to one policy i think it helps us give a better grounding for the models to work in
0: no absolutely and for anyone who is coming to do, have you been casting the Burberry show yet? Have you started casting?
2: We have. A few faces have probably come through the castings <laughs> already. Um, we go going to show prep in a couple of days. And so we, casting will remain open till, till the end of next week.
0: Okay. And so I'd love to hear what advice you're going to give from being, seeing the castings and seeing the long hours and seeing the fittings that can go on till four in the morning, maybe? Yeah, at the end they but, do. <laughs> yeah. So, for some people that maybe aren't the fashion a fashion industry, the you know you could be in a fitting till four a.m. and then you might be.
2: We do try on to avoid show. it. It's um, you know the atelier work incredibly hard. We have um, a lot of our looks coming in from Italy, so we do mm-hmm. we are at the kind of hands of beautiful pieces of um, fashion being looks being made. So yes, uh, you could be fit in the early hours, but um, you know protect them if they are coming in at that hour and keep you um, keep you you know rested. Um, I would say try and enjoy it. It's an incredible, um, incredible experience. Uh, Working on the runway is, runway is incredible. Um, It's great for Burberry. We also, opportunity for us to work with the designers and the product development teams and traditionally on campaigns and creative media briefs, which I work on day in, day out. We work with some of the best creative collaborators in the world. So it's an incredible opportunity. The only thing I would say is bring a great attitude um, and. Try and enjoy it. It's it's a kind of roller coaster, but it's great fun.
0: Amazing, thank you, Rose. Thanks for speaking on behalf of Burberry. I hope you enjoyed listening to Caroline and Rose speak at the Biwa well Collective Fashion Week Summit. It's always really inspiring and great to start these conversations off with industry leaders because without these people change will never occur so i'd like to thank both caroline and rose for going on stage and actually discussing the importance of mental health i'd love to actually hear what your guys thoughts are who's listening so feel free to email info at because I want to make sure that I keep these conversations going with industry leaders and if you have anything that you feel is important to bring up within the next summit in February, I will definitely keep these in mind. I also really want to add, before we go, for anyone who's listening but does not know about The Great British Veg Out, I created a fantastic challenge which aimed to help you all reach your five-a-day um it's a free ebook to download it has 30 recipes shopping lists um tips on how to reduce food waste so have a little look give it a go if you head to my website sarahannmacklin.com you can download the whole ebook for free and until next week's series i hope you live well and be well